0: Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the YouTube channel. My name is John Campia, and this is our special part two of our Thor Love and Thunder Open Spoiler Discussion. And good news, I'm not by myself today. I got Robert Meyer Burnett joining me here. Rob, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I, I don't wield a hammer, but I'm going to try and do whatever you need me to do today.
0: Uh, Or an axe. Or or an axe. Uh, and it is good to have you guys back here. So we're going to actually do two things with this part two of our Thor Open Spoiler Discussion, which is, uh, first and foremost, we're going to get through all of the questions and comments that we didn't get to in our part one Thor Open Spoiler Discussion that we did on Sunday. Mm. So we're going to pause those off. But then we figured, you know what? We're here. We're going to go live. If you guys have some additional thoughts, comments, or questions, we thought we would open it up and take more of your comments and questions, theories, observations, whatever you guys have, and uh, you guys can do that, and we'll do that in the second part of this video. So that is what we are going to do here today, and I'm really glad to have Rob here because I I like it when we have to do a part two of these spoiler discussions to get another perspective here as well, so that's always good, so I'm glad you're able to be here. So uh, let's not waste any time and get into it. Rob, what do we got up here first?
1: Well, we start with Gilbert Garcia. Who says, also, I guess he sent another one in. Also, I cried when Yolnir went to Jane in the hospital. <laughs> also, this is my favorite movie so far for Marvel. It's 9.5 out of 10 for me.
0: Well, wow. I mean, and that's that's a great example, right, of of the the mix we see. Because, you know, you'll get a bunch of people, I think, like you and me, who think, yeah, the movie's pretty right. good, but it's, it's not as good as Ragnarok, whatever. You get some people that completely hated it, and you get some people that just think, it's the greatest thing ever. You, we, we just got a. You know, we got a text yesterday. We talked yesterday about our friend Cody Miller, who does best movie, worst movie, who texted me quite assertively. Thor, Love and Thunder, one hundred percent best Thor movie ever. I mean, so you, you're getting that real diverse opinion in this one.
1: Plus, I mean, the, our viewer points out a, a really emotional moment that was unique yeah. to this movie. Yeah. So I can see how that can affect somebody. I mean, it, that uh, that moment doesn't appear in any other hole Hulk movie, Hulk movie. Thor movie. So, you know, that can have emotional resonance for them. I agree. Alright, what's next? Uh, next comes from The Minds Behind. Says, I'm shocked at how much I hated the editing of this. It felt like a half-assed version of the gore story. Is there a better cut of this film in the editing room? Why didn't they push that version out? Well, Didn't they say there's a four-hour? Taika Watiti did say there was a four-hour version of this. I think it was
0: this. a different movie. No, I think it was Was this. it? Did he say that? Yeah, I mean... You know, Well, remember, uh, uh, Lena Headey was, was cut out of the movie entirely, and they paid her $7.5 million for her role in this movie. And they Jeff cut that Goldblum out and yeah.
1: Peter Dinklage. So, look, you know, whenever they make movies, they're iterative. You shoot lots of things. You, you cut them down and you pare them down. Sometimes movies are written to have too much story, and then you eliminate whole uh, subplots, which clearly they did. And that's part of the process of making a film. Everyone talks about, well, you know, they saved Star Wars in the edit. No, they didn't. They just edited the movie. They edited it to be the best movie it could be. Here's the
0: other thing too with with gore, like you know, you and I have talked about this. I I think they should have had one extra scene of Gore butchering a god to be god. I agree, right? But that aside, um, this movie was never going to be the Gore story. No, no Thor movie is ever about the villain. Like the Thor movies are always about. Like Dark World was not about Malekith. You know, the Thor Ragnarok was not about grandmaster or whatever or Hella. or hella like they're always they're they're elements of the film but thor movies are always about thor yeah and so we were never going to get the gore movie like that so even though i do think they needed that one extra scene they absolutely need that one extra scene. agreed all right what's next um attack of the Mushi says i saw it four times it's nice to find
1: new things each time
0: i gotta say i i've seen it a couple times and i've discovered something new again the first time I saw it, I didn't realize that was Daryl. Even though even though Valkyrie says Daryl, I didn't put two and right. two together. So I, I also find little things. That's part of the frantic nature of it is that there are a bunch of things you're going to pick up on later. That Not necessarily things you like, but you'll find new <laughs> right. things as you watch them, right? And this movie is chock-a-block full of
1: stuff. I'm sure if you yeah. were able to examine all the backgrounds and things, there's probably a lot just of stuff. Just
0: omnipotent city alone.
1: Yeah, just snuck into there. I mean, they prob- the, the effects guys probably are still snickering at what they <laughs> what the they slipped in there.
0: All yeah. right, what's next?
1: Um uh Ulatan says watched end game after watching love and thunder, the scene where Thor, th- Thor says to Cap, you can have the little one when referring to Mjolnir
0: <laughs> hits different now. It does, doesn't it? Uh yeah. But I mean that was something that's a little bit of a change from Endgame because in Endgame there wasn't that I don't know, maybe maybe you could argue in endgame Thor understood that's not his Mjolnir. That's a different timeline's Mjolnir. I right. I don't know. How
1: did you interpret? I mean, that? no, that's it's true. And and I I felt that way as well. And look, I understand the love triangle with Thor's hammers and axe. <laughs> I mean, that was I was you know, it was kinda of
0: funny. I it kinda of got like come on. I said see here's here's what I said. Like that scene, okay, pretend this is off camera. All right. That scene where he's like Talking about Mjolnir, and all of a sudden Stormbreaker. Yeah, slow. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I laughed my ass off. Unlike the goats, which I laughed every time they did it. The love triangle joke, I think, was great. The first couple of times. Yeah. But they stretched that one out too far, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought but, so, too. But at first, I, re- I did laugh a lot at, at first.
1: Yeah, it, it, No, at first, but at first, it was funny. And what was really interesting is the speed at which Stormbreaker came that in. That slow
0: crawl into perfect. frame.
1: It was perfect. That was really good. It was good. very funny. All right, what's no, next? I like that. Um, uh, one, two, five, three, sir three says, I thought that the end of the story didn't work.
0: I'll tell you what. I initially, I would have agreed. Uh, like, the end of the movie with love and thunder, that was great. But but the end of the story, like, at first, and I said this in the first part. I want to know what you think about this, Rob. I said, after I saw the movie the first time, I liked it. But right. the end of the movie made me feel like, was kind of like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, you got to the end, and ultimately, what were the three things that Gore was trying to do? Number one, he was trying to get uh, Stormbreaker. Number two, he was trying to get to eternity. So number three, he could make his wish and destroy all the gods. Well, he got Stormbreaker, he got to eternity, and he chose to wish for something else. So like Indiana Jones or the First Raiders, I'm thinking ultimately Thor didn't accomplish anything in this movie. Now, it was the second time that I saw the movie that it hit me very differently Because at the end, you got to remember, Gore has this worldview of what the gods are. And he talks about it throughout the movie. They're all selfish, cowardly, self-centered, sniveling, awful beings, right? But throughout this movie, he constantly sees Thor being the antithesis of all those things. Yes. He sees him being heroic, self-sacrificial. Servant to to those he's trying to play. He sees him love, he, like in that last part again. Like he's talking to Gore's, like, look, why would I spend my life You won, so why would I spend my last few moments? I'm going to spend the, my last few moments with the person I love, because I think if Gore didn't see all of that, he not only wouldn't have changed his wish, but he wouldn't have brought his daughter back because she would have been alone. And he certainly wouldn't have entrusted his daughter to some selfish, sniveling god. Right. But he saw Thor throughout the whole movie and realized, I can entrust my daughter to this being. And at that point, I felt, okay, then I looked at the ending a little bit differently. Then at that point, the ending worked a little bit better for me. But still, it would have been nice to see like Thor at some point foil one of the steps of gore's plot you know what i mean i don't know what did you think No,
1: i that? i completely agree with that and, and you know you're pointing out the ending i think that is really important i mean but 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 again i wish they had got into more of uh, just more of gore's like i would like to have seen more of gore and watched more of his journey more of his philosophy i guess because like mm. you said it would have been nice to see different what he thought of the gods i would like to have seen illustrated more
0: in the film that's and that's why i thought that one extra scene would have been very helpful yes
1: i agree but i thought the end of the movie that was fairly moving what i don't know now is that does everybody who anybody does everybody in asgard get to go to valhalla
0: if you die in battle
1: i mean yeah so does that mean everybody when hella was blowing up asgard are they all that's my guess they're all there maybe so that's not so bad yeah, I want to go to Valhalla.
0: Except Odin didn't die in
1: well, battle. Yeah, right. That's true. Unless you could say that maybe he was battling with himself. Well, now we're no. getting metaphysical. Yeah, here, yeah, aren't we? yeah.
0: All right. What's next?
1: <laughs> uh, Steven says, "I thought those are some of my favorite post-credit scenes. I think that afterlife actually opens up a lot of potential doors, such as a Tony Stark. Okay, return. I want
0: This is what I said in part one. I don't think." the final end credit scene with uh, um, uh, Jane and Heimdall in the afterlife, I don't think that was opening the doors for anything. I won't be surprised if it was, but I honestly think that was just to give the audience a happy ending for Jane. Clo- closure. A closure. A closure and happy ending for Jane. I don't think it was meant to set up anything else. I don't know. How did you feel about no, it?
1: No, I didn't. I, that's why I took it as a, a nice, happy, oh, ending. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did think about the fact that, well, wait a minute. You know, if you go to Valhalla and die in battle, and t- does Tony Tony Stark was that a Jake? Does he get to? Does somebody like that get to go there?
0: Even though, well, he wasn't a Thor,
1: right? But still, <laughs> I mean, maybe he was. He was in battle with Thor. Does that residual? Does residual Thor power that he can imbue people with because they were
0: fighting together? Yeah. Don't even get me started on that. Uh, yeah, I
1: know. Yeah. Well, but but I yeah I, I didn't see it as. I don't think you get out of Valhalla. Once you're there, you're there.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, again, like I said, I just took it as giving the audience the happy ending for James. Yeah, like closure. You, I like the way you put that. Yeah, closure.
1: Closure. You don't get to leave the afterlife. All right. What's next? Uh, Drippy says, oh, a Drippy FPS <laughs> says, wish we saw. Oh, hang on a second. First of all, Carolina 29593 just sent us a super chat. Oh, thank, thank you, for you Carolina. Uh, Drippy FPS. FPS says, wish we saw gore kill the other gods. Again, yeah. just
0: quickly, we've touched on it before. it just just to give the audience a sense of dread, because we never got to see him butcher any gods except for that one lucky stab he did at the very beginning with the sun god. Needed that extra scene, could have delivered a lot of different things.
1: I mean, I wanted to see him wreck and shop, is what I needed.
0: Yeah, just maybe, one scene. Maybe a montage. Yeah, same length like as a scene, right? It, it would have been nice. Yeah. Alright, what's next?
1: Um, uh, Jack Newton, or no, Steven says, PS, I hope you're feeling better, and I uh, send get wish I send get well wishes to Chris as well.
0: Yeah, and Chris is recovering. I got you know we got some text messages from her today, so you'll see her again soon. Thank mm-hmm. you for sending that in, man. All right, what's next?
1: Uh Jack Newton says honestly just didn't really enjoy it. I tried, too. I'm happy that my friends could get into it and enjoy it, but I really can't.
0: Well, listen, that's the thing about movies. They're not going to work for everybody, and I and I warned everybody after I saw it weeks ago. This will all depend on how you handle the, the type of humor that they decide to, if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not going to work. And again, just today we're hearing from people saying, I love this movie. And yep. some people saying this movie doesn't work for me. I'm well, you were right,
1: man. You were the first person to tell me about the silliness. Right. And someone else brought up, they felt like it was the modern day flash Gordon. And I'm like, huh, maybe i have to see it
0: again. I have not heard it that way, but that's not a bad. I comparison. know. That's
1: why I was like, Hmm. Hmm.
0: Oh, all right. All right. What's next?
1: Uh the fresh prince of asgard like that. sends in a super chat and says to me when it comes to the comedy it seemed like everyone was over an over exaggerated version of themselves especially when it came to characters like sif and the guardians i don't disagree with that
0: i disagree with that about the guardians i thought the guardians were all pretty consistent with what how we've always seen the guardians
1: but you know the, i thought that the guardians they weren't and they didn't even really do anything yeah they weren't they didn't do much but it seemed like everybody was kind of amped up, uh, because the guardians. While there's a lot of humor there, they still, you know, they're really good at their jobs. <laughs> you know, they're they're competent people. Um, but yeah, I, I I just look, I just thought the whole thing was leaning into the silly, and you told me that that was the case. So yeah,
0: and, and again, it all depends. I not as and the humor of that did work for me. I laughed a lot in the film, but I could have used it to just scale back a little bit i think just get a little bit more to the to the ratio and balance they had in ragnarok yeah but uh, listen again i'd be lying if i didn't say a lot of it made me laugh it, yeah, it no did. it's true
1: and it, isn't that enough sometimes
0: sometimes all right what's next uh josie reviews says loved seeing my boy daryl back hope to see more i was when i it, was, it took me the second time to see it, but when i saw that it was daryl i was so happy uh, uh, hilarious and if you guys have not seen the thor roommate daryl sketches the short films that they did with chris hemsworth you've got to hop on youtube and find them they're really really funny and then they did they did two of those and they did another one with grandmaster yeah uh with daryl so you got to go check those out which are now canonical yes they are all right what's next
1: Uh, shrek says where was the time variance authority when gore's daughter
0: came back the, the, the what the writers of the mcu would say is that nope that's what was supposed to happen right exactly That's that's just that's their get out of jail free cards. That's exactly what was supposed Uh, to happen. So there you go. All right, what's next?
1: Uh, Alex Mata says, "Wish we had a sequence of Jane learning Mjolnir. That could have been cool." Like, but
0: why? Well, we don't have the time. Well, number one, we didn't have the time. But number two, how does that change the story? Right. Like, we was that necessary for us to be able to understand anything that's going on? And the reality is, I think, while seeing a scene like that might have been fun. It ultimately would have been using up screen time for no narrative purpose. Right. So I I I didn't mind that that wasn't there.
1: No, I didn't either. When she, I mean, look at how she shows up. It's cool. Yes. You know, if you're yes. watching some big training montage where she's learning how to whip and throw Mjolnir, it was like okay, but the way it was done. in The, the film idea of the skies
0: going black, seeing the shard shiver, and then the next time we see her, she is full four. I that think was, that effect was a little bit better. I
1: agree. All that's right. a heroic. That's a heroic opening. All right. What's next? Uh, Ashton says, "I had a bad time. Laughed once at the kid
0: eating joke. The kid eating joke was funny. I did. I did like that joke. I, it was funny too. But again, it, it's the style of humor of the film. I warned y'all. I said if this style doesn't resonate with you, this movie work. ain't gonna work. And so I'm really not. That's why I kept telling you, Rob, that I really thought this movie." was going to come in around 65 to 75% of an audience rating. I'm shocked. Well, not shocked, but I was surprised to see it come in like over 80 because this style of humor is not going to be for everybody. Well, and you know, we always
1: talk about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe are different kinds of movies. Yes. And this this movie full I think I would call this a full-on comedy. I agree. It's a full-on comedy. Yep. And and this was their first full-on comedy. And the, it's like they the, Taika Waititi is like, "You know, we already showed that we can have fun." Let's just go full-on comedy. That's it's right. just we're not yeah. used to
0: that yet. And, and listen, like I said, full full disclosure, a lot of it worked for me. It, right. it did from a humor perspective. That doesn't mean I don't think it could have been and should have been better. Uh, again, it's only my third favorite Thor film. It's only my fifth favorite comic book thing of 2022. Right. So it could have been and should have been better, but I'd be lying if I said it didn't work for me. Well, there you go. All right, what's next? Uh, Alan Ling says, I like this movie. It's not my favorite.
1: Could have used more gore. In short, the first half of the movie didn't work for me. Not all the comedic beats
0: landed. The second half was more to my liking. I could, I've could i heard that from a number of people. It was funny, though. I had somebody else in the first part of the open spoiler discussion. Somebody wrote in and said, man, I really love the first part, but the second half fell off for me. And like two questions later, somebody else said, man, I really didn't like the first part. But the second part was really, really good. So it really all depends well, well, yeah, on your abilities.
1: I, I think, yeah, that's exactly what it is. What do you want out of this movie? You know, and I think... I think they didn't really telegraph how funny it was in the trailers. I bet. Yeah, if, I you're bet,
0: right. You're right. You
1: know, you didn't know what you were really getting. If they had leaned more into the silliness of it all, so people knew that okay, this is a full-on silly Thor movie. Yeah. Then and there's nothing. If you laugh in a comedy, that means it worked. The problem is, and I'll say this myself.
0: I wasn't expecting how silly it was. Neither was I. Yeah, that that was a little jarring at first. To be, when yeah. you really start got the sense about just how much into the silly they were going to go. And I think I didn't even think about that. But you're one hundred percent right. If you had revealed a little bit more of that in the trailers themselves, it would have been a little bit less off putting. I think once you got into theaters,
1: and then people would have been like, "Oh, this is ex- this, I've been prepared." Yeah, because the MCU is not some laugh riot. Yeah, it, it's always fun and amusing, but not like this was. Yeah, I agree. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher says, it was really interesting that this movie leans so much more into and makes the weapons more sentient than the other movies.
0: See, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've thought about this and I didn't didn't mention it in the first spoiler discussion we had. While I loved the (laughs) joke I, I, I did, these aren't beings. Like... It's a hammer forge in the heart of a dying star, and it can have incantations put on it and all that kind of stuff. But this movie made them full blown characters just without mouths. Yeah. And I and it fits in the kind of movie Thor, Love and Thunder was, but it doesn't fit in the MCU. And what they've done with these with these weapons so far, and I gotta say, I'm not a fan of that decision. Even though the joke made me laugh, I'm not a fan of the decision.
1: Are you telling me that Stormbreaker can get sad?
0: That's and doesn't you mean, are. Right? That's what yeah. they were
1: saying, and you're right. I'm like that was that was really weird for me. I mean,
0: to me, I even have a problem with Doctor Strange's cape. You know his, cape- but at least his cape from the first time we see it on screen, that is the way it acts. Yes, right. That's this the way it is acts. Different.
1: Yes, it is different, but. And I buy the cape, but this is...
0: A little on. much, yeah. A little much. All right, what's much.
1: next? Uh, Oge Osser says, I'm pretty sure Korg was an unreliable narrator, and he's throwing in a lot of BS,
0: hyperbole, and exaggeration. Listen, somebody else proposed that to me and said, have you ever considered, Campia, that the, that the reason it comes across silly and whatever, is because really what we're seeing, we're not hearing uh, Korg describe it and then seeing what really happened. We are actually seeing Korg's story. Uh-huh. And in seeing Korg's story, this is how it would come across. And I said, okay, that's an interesting point of view. That isn't actually an interesting thought. The problem is nothing in the movie backs that up and suggests that's what's going on. So for instance, I, if, if this was just Korg's telling of the story, then we wouldn't see star lord kind of rolling his eyes at the silly things thor is saying it's like are you listening to yourself sort of thing i will admit it is a very interesting theory i just didn't see anything in the movie to back it up i don't know what do you think about
1: no that? i mean i like the idea and now that i'm like i wish that they would tie those two things together more cuz yes. that would be that would also explain why it is as silly as it is. I yeah. mean, there's a, I, I like that idea. Maybe I'll put that in my own headcanon. Yeah, like yeah. maybe better. we'll just tell
0: ourselves <laughs> you know, that. that sw- maybe when I go watch it again, I'll try to watch it just from that perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that'll make a difference. Why not? All right, um, what's next? Attack of the Mushy says,
1: hey, John, what would you like to see in Thor 5? Just
0: to, like anything I want in any movie. I just want to see a good movie. Yeah. I, I Like, I... I got, like every other movie fan for a long time, I was like, I decided what the next movie, I'm going to see what it should have in it. And that's an exercise in futility. Right. So a number of years ago, you guys know I started saying on my show, I have stopped and gotten out of the business of tr- deciding what should be in the next movie. I just want to say, hey, filmmakers, give us what you got and and let's, let's see what it is. So I... I really, I, I mean, listen, at, with the end of the movie, obviously, I'd like to see Thor versus Hercules. But, I mean, I'm open to whatever it is they want to do. What, do you have anything particular that you'd like you to know what? go I,
1: towards? I really would like to define where do the Asgardians now, where do they exist in the hierarchy of all the other cosmologies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Where are they in relation to the Celestials, in relation to everybody else? Like, is there a hierarchy? What is it? I think the phase four for me has asked all of these questions about gods, about cosmic entities, where does it all fit? And I don't know. Now, I don't know if that's, that's not really a plot line. That's just something in the background that they could explain. But where do the Asgardians, how do they see themselves now? We know that you know, they don't wanna be peddling trinkets to tourists, <laughs> like are they gonna ever have them restored to their former place of glory in the universe? I'd like to see maybe that's – maybe that's what Thor has to do is earn the Asgardian – do they get a new planet somewhere? I don't know. Yeah. They shouldn't
0: stay on Earth, I don't no. think. No. No. I mean, I, I like what they did here. Like, they needed refuge. Sure. And they created a home for themselves. And I I love the fact that it became a tourist destination. I, I loved all yeah. that. But it can't be permanent no they are and, after all Asgardians.
1: and are does any human beings go to them and go look there's celestials in the sky there's ancient egyptian gods fighting in the pyramids and eating people's souls in, in cairo i mean there's all this stuff going on what does it all mean like i would go I, I are there religious leaders going to the asgardians and saying can you please explain what's going on in our yeah. universe give us
0: some insight here yeah i mean all right what's next
1: uh colonel toaster says I really like that Thor, Jane, and Valkyrie related to Gore during his monologues in the Shadow Realm. He had a moment with each of them individually. I like that too. I
0: did too. I, I thought I actually thought that was one of the stronger things. And and again, I think important to what happens at the end when they're at eternity. Yeah. I think because in those monologues he sees the nobility in each one of them he admires some stuff in jane he empathizes with valkyrie he sees and and ultimately ends up respecting what he sees in thor and i think those breakdowns that happened in that moment were actually i'd say that was one of the better moments of the film to be honest with you i, agree. I thought it was pretty good
1: i agree i thought that was a great moment i really liked that a lot it was cool all right, what's next? Um, Cheeky Bird eight nine three says it was Zeus' lightning powers. Okay,
0: so this came up. So my biggest gripe, like as in something that happened in the movie that to me makes no sense, and you and I have talked about this. Yeah. While I liked the kids battling the shadow monster, I got a big hoot out of that. I thought that was fun to watch. It was fun. But how they got those powers was dumb. Number one, Thor is not Zeus. Number two, Thor has never had the ability to bestow, should they be worthy, blah, 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 has never had the ability to bestow powers on anybody else. Number three, Thor has never wielded Zeus's lightning bolt. If for some reason they say that Thor's lightning bolt has the ability to give the power of Zeus to anybody, that's stupid. And there's no way Thor would know that. I mean, so no matter which way you try to explain your way around this, and I say this as somebody who likes the movie, that whatever way you try to explain your way around it, that moment, even though it led to a scene that I got a kick out of, that moment made zero sense at all. No, I
1: completely agree. And also, look, I understand where they were, why they did it. Because like you said, it was fun. I understand that. You... But, it, again, it did it break canon? It didn't make any sense. I don't like, you know, it, to me, it's the equivalent of of in Superman 2 when he tears off, like, from the S on his chest. And, and a saran throws. wrap. Yeah. and, it, and like yeah. It, like well, well, there's a Kryptonian power that somehow he's been keeping from
0: us. You know, I don't like. Kryptonian they, saran wrap. It's just, what? I mean, it would have even been better if Thor was standing there with these scared children. The shadow monsters are approaching. And he hears Odin's words in his head, whoever can wield this hammer shall possess the power of Thor. And and then have Thor just mutter something about, you've shown great bravery in the face of danger. You are Asgard, you are worthy. And hold out the hammer and they all put their hands on the hammer. As like even just a little change like that, the way they did it to me made no sense. Made no sense. All right, all right, what's next?
1: Uh, one, two, five, three, sir. Three says, I remember when yourself, John said that you felt the Hawkeye trailer was just jokey, jokey. And I felt that this was the film version of that.
0: The difference is, is that Hawkeye has always been portrayed as a very different character, right? We were coming out of infinity war and Endgame, where Hawkeye had lost his soul and was going on a murder rampage and lost all hope in the world and saw no purpose to life.
1: And he was butchering people for years.
0: Yeah. And, and butchering, yeah. Murdering a lot of people to the point that even the rest of the Avengers were like, do we need to go after Clint? Like that sort of thing. It was that kind of a moment. And then who's reunited with his family and all that kind of stuff. And so when you suddenly change gears going from that into what they did in Hawkeye to me, like what we were saying with uh, the, the trailers for Thor Love and Thunder, it left me feeling very jarred and it didn't work for me. Coming out of Thor Ragnarok, this didn't feel that much of a departure. I mean, again, they lean more into the silliness, but it wasn't that big of a departure. So for, to me, those are two completely different scenarios. I
1: completely agree. All right, what's next? Cara Black says, burn in hell, space Viking. Gore's daughter, Love, is so cute and adorable.
0: Do you know that I had no idea until I did part one and the viewers wrote into me to tell me I had no idea that was actually Hemsworth's daughter. I didn't know. And I told Ann that last night. She no. And then she goes, now I want to watch it again. That little girl between her and the little girl who played Leia and Obi Wan, it's like, stop it. Just stop. Stop it with this cuteness overload! Uh, overload like that when, when she's. No, having, I like the idea of a
1: cuteness overlord.
0: Overlord, but, but when she's going like, I don't think I like flapcakes or whatever it was. Like, come on, that is so adorable! And, and I didn't realize watching in the movies that, that that's actually a father and daughter. And Hamza's going to you're not wearing those things. Yes, I am. I'm like that's probably a conversation that happened twenty times in their house. Oh yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved no, it. No, it's great. All it was right, great. What's next?
1: Josie Review says, little disappointed, we didn't get a lot of Sif.
0: I I mean, I, I've had Jamie Alexander on a panel of mine. I mean, I, I, I really like Jamie Alexander very much. But again, and I would have liked to have seen more of her. Me too. And now that she's back, we may very well see more of her. But again, like Gore, it's not Thor and Sif. It's the Thor movie. And she was there to play a narrative part of the role to move the story from point A to point B, no she doubt. did that, and that was it. I, I'm, I was actually pleasantly surprised they gave her that quick little shot, too, at the end when they're back in Asgard. She's yeah. training people. No, I, well, it was great to see her. I mean, we saw her in Loki as well, so it's nice. Yes, to, that's right. You know, that's right. And I was
1: I really like her a lot, and if they're going to incorporate her back, we need more Asgardians anyway. Yeah, I agree. We need more ass kickers. Bring the whole, well, we can't get all the Warriors three back, but you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Reggie Phoenix says, I really thought love was the character Solstice. Um, I think a lot of people did yeah I, I yeah but I, I I mean I I, I like the fact that it was more it was not a that character I yeah. like the way they played it
0: I mean because it had more meaning to this movie although the way it ends you there they could be we've seen many times where a comic book movie will take an amalgamation of different characters yep. and put them kind of into one. That maybe they're gonna lead into something like that, but for what it is, I, I think it just it was what it, she's Gore's daughter and yeah. but it was it was worked the way it was.
1: I agree. Totally agree. All right, what's next? Uh Suthia says Thor didn't
0: have a scratch on him in this movie. One of my other complaints about this movie, and I love Thor, other than Steve Rogers, Thor's my favorite character in the MCU. I really felt he was overpowered. Uh, I couldn't agree more. There, there have been complaints in the past that they didn't make Thor powerful enough, and I, I could see that, but I feel like they went way to the other end. Like when you have the Guardians of the Galaxy fighting an entire army of aliens and they're pinned down and hurt, and just Thor can just walk in single-handedly yeah. without breaking a sweat and wipe everything and everybody out. It just seemed like a little much.
1: Although that is evidence that goes back to Korg's version of the story that he's telling. That's
0: true. That's true. That's that's I a mean, good point. I
1: mean if, if if they had tied that together that like if that's they would That's a cut really into good point. Going, well was it that hard for the guy? you know just <laughs> if they went back and cuz that could have been pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. But
1: Huh. I mean, uh, you know. Okay, now I'm going to have to think about that more. All right. <laughs> That's why Thor was as invulnerable as he seemed to be. All right. What's next? Alan Ling says, did Zeus's lightning bolt give Thor the ability to transfer his powers? That's the only explanation I can think of for
0: transferring power here versus other times. They, the, the, how, I, I, I agree, but how would that make any sense? I, I don't know. So, so so the thunderbolt could have given all the gods in Omnipotent City Zeus's power? And, and, and Thor had never touched... Zeus's Thunderbolt before or really know anything about it it just it makes I mean it makes more sense to be the first thing that I don't like that is just Thor going basically repeating in reverse the enchantment that his father Odin had put on the hammer but in reverse saying oh these children are all worthy they can have all this
1: but I mean that's mixing and matching god powers Yes, you know, do the gods of Olympus work with the gods
0: of Asgard? Can you just mix and match, plug and play? And then why not just go back to Asgard and give all Asgardians that power? I don't know. Permanently, yeah. like I, I just yeah, it makes no sense. All right, what's it's next? It's temporary.
1: V uh, <laughs> I like that. Irve uh, B says maybe Thor only understood he could give his power after realizing what happened to Mjolnir and Jane. Uh,
0: but this wasn't Mjolnir. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and that was the results of his father's. Um, spell right. that he put on it, that whoever wields his hammer, be they worthy, shall possess the powers of Thor. That goes back to the first Kenneth Branagh Thor movie in two thousand eleven, right? So again, this makes no sense. No,
1: <laughs> and, and and I feel like they just
0: used this. This was
1: a plot point that it not only did it not make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with the Thor mythos. I think anyway. I agree. That's yeah, well said. Uh, you know, where are you? Uh, All right. What's Mark Nava says, I feel there was great potential for a heavy, more emotionally resonant story with the Thor Jane cancer arc, but it drowned in the silliness. Uh, look, I was telling you the other day, I kind of felt that way too.
0: Yeah. Although but I would say this, I think fundamentally this movie should not have been, um, a heavier emotional movie. I, I think this movie should have had the identity of a Ragnarok. I, I, I really do. But the, the, the difference was, is that in Ragnarok, when Odin dies, they they give you a moment to to dwell on that, and then you kind of feel the loss of 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 of, uh, of their father. When when Mjolnir is destroyed, while it all happens very quickly, like you feel the resonance of like Thor's had this hammer for thousands of years. Yeah. As a companion in a way, and and now it's gone. Um, even at the end when Asgard is destroyed, and they do make a joke, like, because, like, uh, Korg is, they can rebuild, they can, oh well, like, even, <laughs> right. even then, but see. The the emotional buildup of the destruction of Asgard happened before they were in space. Yeah, like it's it's when they gave Surtur the crown back, and the, you knew this is all leading to the destruction of Asgard because that's how Hela gets her power. Need to end it there. So, while I do not think they should have made this movie a heavy emotional movie, I, that would have been too contradictory to what they did in Ragnarok. They could have taken moments to elaborate more on it. Like like for me, it was enough. I didn't want it to turn into a cry fest, to be honest. Sure. Although at times I do like a good cry fest in a comic book movie But sometimes. it's not that kind of a movie. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of a movie. And I don't think they should have changed their identity entirely. No. But there are other moments that it's just like, parents lost their children. And we never got to feel the horror of the parents in that. In Ragnarok, I feel like you would have been given a moment to to experience yes. that. They didn't do that here. And that's why I say they should have gone from that eighty percent silly and twenty percent serious to sixty-five percent silly and thirty-five percent seriousness. I just would have given it a, a better I, balance.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, Anonymous says Gore felt like a wasted God of War script. Uh, I, I I felt God. I felt Gore deserved better. Expand a Thor universe than have Gore come and actually kill some gods,
0: and then have some ramifications in the MCU. So. Here's the problem. If what you're looking for is not a Thor movie, but you're looking for a gore movie, sure. But this that's not what they were ever going to do no. here. It's not what the Thor movies have ever done. Um, and I don't feel that gore was wasted. I think, listen, when you start to elevate Thor as much as they have, you need to start digging deep for those characters that can present a legitimate threat to who the character is, right? Gore is one of those. I don't think they misused Gore, but I do feel like they underused him. But I don't, I don't think they should have done what The Dark Knight did with Heath Ledger's Joker, where it really kind of became Heath Ledger's Joker's movie. Right? right? They should not have done that here. No, I
1: don't agree. But they I, needed
0: I, a little bit more of them.
1: Yeah, and and did the deaths of these gods, if did they have ramifications in the MCU? Like, I still don't understand when Asgard was destroyed. Did that destabilize anything, or it's just no? Well, who cares?
0: Yeah. So who's who's keeping? Uh, where were the Frost Giants fr- from? again? Uh. Oh. Um, uh. J- Joden- Jodenheim. 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 Like, does is now Jodenheim go unchecked? Can they now re-rise and and create conquests across the universe? What happens when that giant? By the way, that one shot of the huge giant behemoth God dead—that's right out of the comics. Right. Like that shot is right out of the comics. But uh, like with that God dead, and and Thor does say in Onnipotent City, says like. There are worlds that are like unprotected right now because their their gods are gone. Like, what are the ramifications? What is happening now? He touches on it at the end when he goes, "Well, with Zeus dead, that's going to create some problems." But maybe give us a sense of what kind of chaos that could. Bring. What does that mean? And and yeah. the thing is, that's
1: another thing. All of Phase Four has had these big sweeping ramifications with these cosmic beings. What the hell's going on? Yeah, maybe that's part of what they're building to. Uh, yeah,
0: maybe, maybe I
1: it mean, could be in there. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Galley says. So finding eternity grants a person a wish. If only Thanos thought about doing that instead of collecting the Infinity Stones. I
0: said that in part one. I, I said that's the thing. I, I like. I liked the idea of eternity. Yeah. But okay, let me get this straight. There's a cosmic entity out there. That all you got to do. That is so powerful. That one time and one time only, the first person that gets there can wish for anything and get it. You're telling me that the only thing needed to get there is a Bifrost. The Bifrost has been, different iterations of it, have been around a long time. time. You're telling me nobody, and when they mention Eternity, Thor knew exactly what it was. Valkyrie knew exactly what it was. That tells me, Asgardians know what that is, so at no time in cosmic history did anybody just go, or even any god, just go, oh, I'm going to get myself a Bifrost, go to eternity, and uh, I wish that my godly dominion expands a thousand times. That made no sense. Then nobody had ever gotten there. And all it took was a Bifrost to get there, and everybody knew about it.
1: And what is Thanos? Just yeah, I never heard about it.
0: Yeah, so I my argument was that Thanos... There's no way he didn't know about it. Like, all the gods knew about it. All the guardians knew about it. That Thanos chose a much more difficult path it to, to try to eliminate half the life in the universe by going on this quest for five different Infinity Stones when all he had to do, grab a Bifrost, go to Eternity, say, yo, eliminate half the life in the universe. It. Uh, look, it maybe he believed
1: too- in the journey, not the destination.
0: <laughs> I just... I, it's just as a MacGuffin. I wish they came up with something a little bit yeah. different. You know what I mean? I I me too. Yeah. So that would have made it, <laughs> the ending better to me. All right. What's
1: Mike T fifty four says. So where do we stand on gods being aliens or gods? I I think they suggested both. Yeah. I mean that's another question. Okay. You know there's a lot of things like in the Sandman comic they talk about how uh, gods when their subjects stop believing in them they sort of. Dissipate their powers. American diminish.
0: Gods does that too. I mean,
1: yeah, Americans got uh, same Neil Gaiman. Yeah, you know, and and does that have something? It, it, I like that idea that these gods are actual beings. There's an old Star Trek episode about the same thing. The gods of Olympus were actually aliens, right? And they left the Earth, and one of them wants to be worshipped again. I like that idea, but it is sort of how do we play that? How do we as viewers? How are we supposed to take that? Yep, I I, I agree. All right, what's next? Um, Philly G says, I was entertained, but I didn't think they balanced the comedy and serious tones that well. Not enough gore or Valkyrie storyline. I loved how Eternity was brought to the screen. I like that, too. I mean, I like the concept of Eternity. It was more of oh, a concept. It looked real cool, too. Yeah, and it wasn't a being. You know, it wasn't a, pers- a humanoid being with stars or whatever. I liked the way they did that in the movie. I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I agree too mean, this is a movie i liked but it should have been better and i don't think we needed more of gore's story we had enough of gore's story to get the gist but we needed to see him doing some more things to resonate with us and to build up his threat level exactly to build up his threat level and i love valkyrie i do i like this character a lot and i liked her in the movie I don't think we needed any more of her, though. Mm. But that's just my take.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could. I just like Tessa Thompson. I mean, who doesn't? Tessa you know. <laughs> Thompson. I liked her, her outfit. <laughs> she looked great. All right, what's next? Um, a uh, one two five three sir or three. The,
0: oh yeah, you're right. You're
1: yeah. Right. Um, do you think the CGI was wobbly?
0: You know what? I've heard so much complaints about the CGI in Thor: Love and Thunder, and you've heard. I have a laundry list of issues with the movie. Right. I've seen the movie a couple times now. I don't know what specifically people are talking about. as As a guy who worked in the CGI industry, I'm like, looking. I'm like, it, I I think it all looks pretty good. Like omnipotent city, yeah, omnipotent city I, looked I, great. I do I, I, you the know what? Boats I think it, looked fantastic. Uh, you
1: know what I think it is? I think it's it's so fantastical. You know, you're looking at these beautiful landscapes. Mm. We know that oh yes these are cg renders yeah so i think when when people know that they mistake the fact that because it's this fantasy realm and you know you're looking at cg i think people sometimes think oh that cg is bad because it doesn't look say like
0: uh, the world in the shadow realm
1: Uh, uh, well, well that or even when you go to omnipotent city it doesn't look like it's not a model it's clearly cg renders so people know that it doesn't look like a real city and i because i always talk to people about cg about this and if cg's well done but they're showing you a fantasy realm that you know is a fantasy realm it doesn't mean the cg's bad it just means what they're showing you looks like a you know a 70s rock prog rock album cover and it looks awesome but it's not real right if that makes any
0: sense yeah and look let me be clear i'm not saying anybody is wrong if they didn't like the cg in this i'm just saying for myself as i looked at it with all the issues i have with the film I never once took issue with the CGI myself personally.
1: No, and they're not trying to create something like, you know, I love the battle scenes in Man of Steel, but they they went for a, a realistic look. You're supposed to believe, yes, right. this is a city on Earth. That's what we're doing. But they never were doing that this time. You know, when they're going into these different realms, this is not anywhere on Earth. These are fantasy realms. These how, are-
0: how did you think the shadow creatures look like, especially in the battle in New Asgard and stuff like that? I mean, look, they were fine, You know
1: the 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 to me, it really depends. I mean, the monster, the creature has to fit the movie itself, right? And there are sometimes I like, I mean, I like the I like the design work because it fits. It all felt of a piece. That's what I liked. I felt like I was reading. This was the most comic booky booky of all the Thor movies, and I liked. I kind of liked the leaning into it i mean i liked all of this you know i felt in ragnarok i really like when they got to the grandmasters planet because they had all the the towers and everything looked very uh kirby kirby yeah
0: they looked very kirby but it
1: didn't look like a real place it looked right. like a comic book kirby panel and i kind of liked like even thor's costume in this movie it, with the uh, amped up color
0: when he goes for the more regal outfit yeah, to try to one-up jane's look
1: exactly and and when he when he steps out that to me i'm like i get it it didn't look real like i don't think thor would ever have worn that outfit outside of this movie Right. you know i, I think that it worked for this movie but it was very much a vibrant four color comic book splash page version of the the character and i thought that worked for the movie all but, right. You know. Great. All right. What's next? Um, Let's see. Uh, Dr. Hero sends in a super chat. Thank you for that. And Bronx all sends right. in a super chat.
0: And that gets us caught up on all the questions that got sent in during part one. And now what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to start taking the questions that you guys have been sending in today uh, for us to talk about. But before we do, we're going to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's video. We want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this video HelloFresh. Now, guys, you've heard us talk about HelloFresh before. Anne and I absolutely love using them. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can bust out the grill on a nice warm summer evening and make dinner from HelloFresh's cookout collection with recipes like Melty Monterey Jack burgers and others. HelloFresh has foolproof, step-by-step recipes, which means a joyful cooking experience and a stress-free summer. Plus, HelloFresh cuts back on the time spent in the kitchen with easy, ready-made meals in around 30 minutes or less. You know Anne and I are both working professionals, so coming together for dinner time can sometimes be a little bit of a circus, but we love using HelloFresh. We get the exact meal we want, we get easy-to-follow instructions to make it together, and we actually look forward to making dinner together. So guys, go to HelloFresh.com slash Campia16 and use the promo code Campia16 for up to 16 free meals and up to three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Campia16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And thank you to our friends at HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh for being a sponsor of today's video. All right. That down, we're going to move over and take the questions you guys have sent in today. So, Rob, let's just jump in there. What do we got? Casinema Reviews
1: says something annoying in fandom is when people don't like something, they dismiss any potential deeper meaning and subtext. This movie is a perfect example. Okay,
0: true. We as fans do that. What is also true, though, Casinema, is that when we as fans do like something, we tend to overlook and ignore some legitimate problems with the movie. Like, we do both. We all and we all do it. We're all guilty of it. Let's not pretend we're not. We all do it sometimes like when we really like something, winning cures everything. We tend to overlook some of the flaws. If we don't like something, we tend to overlook some of the things that do work. That's just what we as fans do and we're all guilty of it. And
1: I but I would also say that I don't think overlooking the deeper meanings of this movie doesn't mean that those deeper meanings weren't were they were not well served by the silliness. I think that there, like you said, if there was more of, if it was sixty-five, thirty-five, it would have been better overall. Yeah,
0: would have, yeah, I think it would have been clicked even better. I agree. Yeah. All right, what's next?
1: Uh, Casinema review says Ragnarok had Led Zeppelin. This had Guns N' Roses. I say use Queen in Thor five. I could see an epic fight between Thor and Hercules set to We
0: Will Rock. I disagree for two reasons. <laughs> I kind of would like to see that though. One, <laughs> Queen doesn't quite fit thor right right zeppelin guns and roses i think maybe you go metallica or something like that a little bit like maybe even a little bit of poison
1: you know or go a different way with like Hawkwind. give me a fantasy metal band like queens reich they're not as iconic
0: right but the other reason is they kind of queen already did that for a movie that was called the highlander yeah right where they really use queen as the soundtrack yeah. for their film so i yeah i would lean away from queen myself personally all right what's next
1: uh, Fangblaze71 says, "Man, I've got to say, I love third new theme so much it gets me hyped. Love and Thunder had a fantastic score and soundtrack.
0: I listen with whatever problems you may have or I may have with the movie, and that I, I thought it was okay and good, but it could have been better. I wanted to rock out every time the next Dude. Guns and Roses piece played. Yeah, I mean it was like when in the the kid battle as they." jump right they don't do the beginning of the song they jump right into the mid-bridge of november rain uh, yeah. i'm like oh my god this is awesome like i, I did love the music use here
1: <laughs> and i love that song
0: oh the song's so good
1: <laughs> i love that song stephanie seymour um fangblaze 71 says i've seen thor or three times now thought It was okay after the first time, but I'm liking it more every time. Clearly, once I got over the stuff
0: I didn't like, I realized how much fun and enjoyable it is. Now I love it. The, the, here's the funny thing like, while I'm still, it's my third favorite Thor movie, my fifth favorite comic thing. I, I gotta say, too, my second viewing of it, I liked it a little bit more than yeah. my first viewing. So, too. I've
1: only seen it once. I gotta go with Elizabeth. We gotta go see it. Oh, you
0: did. Elizabeth hasn't no. seen it yet. Okay. No,
1: no, no. She hasn't seen it. She went to a play. Okay. And uh, I did not. Uh, so she's got to. She's got to see it. I think. She, I actually think she would like it more than me. She's a,
0: as she said. She's a little superheroed out. I, I I'd be curious to know if if you had the same experience. If you will have the same experience I did, where you and actually end up liking it a little bit more. Going back to your thing about if the trailers had prepped you a bit. I wonder if maybe that's why I liked it a little bit more the second time because now I knew exactly knew. what I was going I, for.
1: I that might be very true. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe. All right, maybe. just
0: maybe, just maybe. Uh, bobaloo
1: zero 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 says, "If anyone is going to babysit, love, I hope it's Uncle Loki."
0: I would watch the hell out of that Disney. Plug so show. he says, "I would, I would pay money to watch that movie." You make that kind of like a ba- the, the, the when the babysitter trying to babysit baby Jack Jack. You make a short or a little – just it doesn't even have to be a Disney Plus series. Do a 15-minute Disney Plus short of Uncle Loki and Love. Or Love and Uncle Loki. Dude. Whatever. Where Loki's trying to babysit love and some hijinks ensue. I will watch the hell out of it. I
1: that. mean, they used to make those short films for the this physical media releases, the early MCU well,
0: movies. Well, Thor and Daryl. Uh,
1: yeah, all that stuff. I mean, let's do – that's, let's do that for the Blu-ray. I
0: will watch that. That's brilliant <laughs> to me.
1: All right, what's next? Make it an episode of Loki season two. Suthia says, as they were showing
0: off. Oh, the... uh, what's that, Babalu? Or was that, that was the one we just did? Yeah. That's what just, yeah. okay.
1: As they were showing off the god in Omnipotent City, did you catch the one that was a huge dragon? That was the great protector of Talo. Was it?
0: I mean, I recognize as uh, a big giant dragon. I. Uh, I don't I know instantly know if that was. Actually- I didn't
1: either, but that's. I like that idea.
0: If it was, that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah. I, the the God of Helo wasn't all golden, right? But right. In
1: li- maybe in this, it was maybe.
0: white. It was
1: maybe so- though. It's it's fashion.
0: Yeah, I fashion. don't know. I'd have. To, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll try to keep a closer eye on that the next time I see the movie. But thank you for pointing I that like out. I like that idea. All right,
1: what's next? Alex von Gollum says, "I loved how Zeus waved his skirt while going downstairs. Crow was awesome. I hope we see
0: Zeus in another movie." Okay. I know I've been saying that this should have been, instead of 80% silly, should have been 65% thing. Don't change a fucking thing about Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) Zeus was my favorite thing. I mean, I love the goat stuff. I I like Thor in it. I I love Natalie Portman in it. Russell Crowe as Zeus killed me. And here's the funny thing. And somebody else brought this up in part one, that if you really know the mythology of Zeus... Russell Crowe's portrayal of Zeus ain't all that far off. Right. Because all the drama that surrounds Zeus in mythology comes from the fact that he can't keep his dick in his pants. Yes. Number one, he was incredibly, uh, what's the, he was hedonistic. He was like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, the way, and, and the way, the, the accent, which is like part Greek, part Italian, part Irish. It's that part of the world, baby. Oh it's my God. Know. Chill, big cakes. I... <laughs> And then when he comes out and the steps and he's holding up his skirt, I I don't care whatever else I said about this movie. I don't care about any of the rest of that. Don't change a thing about Zeus because I thought Zeus was awesome. Uh, and I wonder how
1: much of that was scripted or how much Russell Crowe came up with. Because he's the kind of guy that would look into it and bring something yes, to Yes,
0: it party. is. So, But, oh, my God, it was so fun. And you could tell he was legitimately having fun oh, doing yeah. it, which yeah. is so great. And I love that he was not dead. I hope that him still being live means we get to see him more in this universe because I want to see that battle.
1: I do too. Like, and, and more of Omnipotent City or more of all the, what does it all mean again in the cosmology of the universe? Right. I want to know. All I right. What's know. next?
0: Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Nufo in the live chat is saying he totally would have been in Hero Gasm.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Maybe, maybe Asgard and Omnipotent City can do some,
0: have renovation. one big, <laughs> you know. All right. What's next? Uh,
1: Alex Von Gollum says, hey glow or no hey geo Geo and team the fact that gore's girl needed to be adopted made me think that wanda should have adopted her (laughs) so none of the multiverse of madness problems would have happened laugh out loud just simple
0: fix i need kids you need a mom let's (laughs) let's make this happen oh that would have been a totally different movie i think yeah in its entirety all right what's next Brian Williams
1: says, "How did Thor get his eye back? I noticed he has two good eyes now. Love the movie. I uh, know it's just
0: that that very good, uh, very good fake. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's his glass it's eye. Just you know. the excellent fake, or it happened off screen. Who knows? Off screen. But maybe yes.
1: maybe he had Gore throwing a little extra wish. Uh, maybe, you but uh,
0: before I mean I I don't know maybe Stormbreaker healed him. I mean I don't know. He's a god. He's a god. He's a god. That's enough for us. All right, what's
1: next?" uh in somatic 101 says why didn't thor enchant his hammer to protect the avengers so that any member would be able to pick up and use his hammer
0: i think the movie makes it pretty clear he didn't even know he could do that right right he like he just kind of whispered that to me he didn't realize he was putting an incantation on on mjolnir and right. so i think that probably i didn't know i could do this and you still got to be worthy I mean, and and this is why, like, I've always argued there's not going to be 10,000 people in the world who are worthy, just being a nicer, good person. But one of the lines of dialogue in this movie made it pretty clear. When Thor's talking to Jane and said, you made me worthy. If she's able to make Thor worthy, she can't make Thor worthy unless she herself is worthy. She is so self-sacrificial and so dedicated to others and all that kind of stuff that she made Thor worthy. Hence, she herself was worthy. So even if if he did put that incantation on it for the other Avengers mirror, I still don't think they would have been able to wield it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Except for Cap, who did wield the power of Thor. He did wield it. Yes, he did. That. Yes, he did. <laughs> but that, again, that was Odin's incantation. Not yeah, that. yeah. All right, what's next?
1: Speaking of Odin, Suthia says, Odin died from the battle of raising two knuckleheads.
0: <laughs> I mean, that, it was a lifelong battle. Each one of them with his own, the own headaches that they the presented battle. to him. Hence, he goes right into Valhalla. Right to I like Valhalla. that. All right, what's next?
1: Uh, Jack Worthman says, love you guys. Thank you, but Zach. But Thor was bad. Shang-Chi was
0: bad. Oh, I'm, you, I'm, just, I'm was just not bad. paying attention to you anymore. Uh, yeah, that.
1: Marvel is just bad now. Time to admit it instead of reaching for crumbs. If we don't and keep accepting, we keep getting crap Uh, you know what zach i would say this i would say that we've been getting something different than we were getting it's different and i think like i love you and i love shang chi oh
0: i I think it's one of the best comic book movies in years. i really loved loved that movie
1: i loved eternals because i love the whole ancient astronaut bent were these movies perfect no but they weren't eternals and shang chi gave me something very different than i expected from iron man captain america and thor right very different and i got out of those movies what i'd wanted to get out of them so i wouldn't say they were bad i would say they were just different and they were not they they were like different kinds of different whole different vibes and feels than we got with our three core
0: character movies yeah like shang chi is fucking brilliant it's a fucking brilliant movie and if you don't agree i respect I mean, we all movies hit us all in different ways that's all totally cool Now, look, this is all coming from the guy that I have said many times. I do believe Phase 4 is a step behind what Marvel has been so far. Uh, I mean, I've I've made that argument many, many, many times, and I explained many, many times why I feel that Phase 4 so far has been a step down. There's also been some brilliance. In, in amongst some mediocrity in here, there's been some brilliance. Shang Chi, Spider Man, No Way Home. Uh, I think Ms Marvel. Although you know, we got to see the finale tonight. See how that turns out. And there's been a lot of things that I haven't. I haven't liked. You know, I haven't liked uh, 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 Hawkeye. I I liked, but certainly don't love Loki, Falcon, The Winter Soldier. Uh, Moon
1: Knight to me was ultimately disappointing.
0: Moon Knight was not nearly as good as I was hoping it would be. Again, flashes of brilliance. Whatever. But there have been flashes of brilliance in the in phase four so far. And like movies like Shang-Chi, Fantastic. I I mean, look, there's a reason why Thor Love and Thunder has an 81% audience rating. But that could have been better. And, and this was a movie that could and I think that describes phase four. Right. Right? It's almost like Thor Love and Thunder becomes a good representation of phase four in and of itself. There's some really good things in there, sure. And is is it decent? Is it gonna be kind of enjoyable? Yeah but it does not live up to the standard that they've had so far.
1: I'll tell you something else, too. We knew that eventually Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man were going to come together as the Avengers. Yeah. We knew it. So in the, I don't know where we're going. Like, I have no... I'm watching all these movies, and I'm looking for some connection to all of them, other than the fact that they're all in the MCU, but I don't know where it's going. And we always knew, even from Iron Man 1 at the post credit scene, that it was going somewhere. So we kind of knew that. With this, I'm enjoying the movies, but I'm like where where are we going here? Yeah. And
0: I'm see I'm different from a lot of MCU fans. I don't care. Like all I all when I sit down to watch a Disney Plus series or I sit down to watch one of the movies, I don't care what's going to happen five movies from. Right. Me. I don't yeah. I care about this movie that I'm watching and if you deliver, great. That's why I love Shang-Chi. Although if you're a fan of the greater MCU, you come out of Shang Chi going, okay, that was great, but I have no. It didn't give me any better of an idea about where the MCU is going as a whole. Right. Right. Other and then than they, the Ten Rings, sort of. Yeah, thing, they
1: teased that. the Ten Rings thing, but even then, and I mean, yeah. maybe and? maybe the end of uh, Miss Marvel will tie some of that together. I don't know. We
0: you keep know saying that. We keep saying that after every new project, it never happens. All right, what's next?
1: Uh, Tovitz said the scene in the boat where Jane told Thor about the cancer was done so well both Portman and Hemsworth's performances were next level for me
0: I here's one of the great things about Ragnarok and even did work in at times in love and Thunder is that they knew when for a moment they did need to be serious right when Goris and and Thor are confronting each other at eternity and Gore is giving him that monologue about you know the, no jokes it, that that was that moment needed to be serious and they did when thor is standing in omnipotent city and needing to address the gods and express no we have to act on this when did the gods lose their way you know all that kind of stuff and he's thor is having trying to have a serious conversation with that at that moment that was there when jane reveals to go to thor about the cancer and she then tries to play it off no I, i'm kidding like that vulnerability thing I thought that again there were times in the movie that that didn't work but there definitely were times that it did and I thought that I personally thought that was one of them yeah I did I thought so too
1: I totally agree 100% all right what's next uh eric benson says hey john and rob hello from disney world i'm in line waiting for guardians of the galaxy cosmic
0: rewind at epcot just wanted to say hi and keep up the good work well that's 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 very fortuitous first of all thank you for supporting us on that level that's fortuitous here in line There, we don't have that ride at the no we don't in california disney we have the what's it called the event the guardians of the galaxy escape from something
1: yeah it used to be the tower of Terror. terror yeah
0: it's like, I think it's like Ann's favorite ride now there. Like, oh, it's I a lot of that, fun.
1: And I love the line too, like going through all that. Yes, it. It's great.
0: They do that really well. So I hope you have a great time out there, man. Thanks for writing in and contributing. We appreciate that, dude. Have fun. I all love right, that. Next? I
1: love that. We're, 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 people are watching us live in line.
0: That's yeah. Well, somebody wrote in the John Cable show today, watching live on a lake.
1: Yeah, that was, like yeah.
0: literally floating on a lake. On the,
1: oh. I love it. All right, what's next? Uh, Jonathan Vigoa says, Thor could pass powers onto those kids because they were pure of heart but only because they were
0: kids not all avengers are pure of heart time out since when can thor even pass on his powers to those who are pure of heart <laughs> like even if you're even if that's right even if that's 100% right since when it doesn't change the <laughs> fundamental question of since when so thor can go into any kindergarten room and say children you're all pure of heart you can now be gods like i since when and I like this movie, but I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I'm
1: with you 100 percent And plus, even if that was something from the comics, you have to establish that within the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Which they have not done. <laughs> even a light foreshadowing at some point. Something. It's just that, okay, we're in this we're in this moment when we need something. Okay, let's just pull something out of our asses that has never yeah, been not. a part of this story before. Could happen. You know what? I'm just gonna give the power of the gods to you, children. Well done. And he and he can't and I heard some people say, well, it's because they're Asgardian. guardian. No, they established a lot of those kids weren't Asgardian. Right. They went out of their way to make sure we understood that. Yes, they that. did. So uh, it is what it is. All right, what's next? Uh, Polipoli says, this
1: movie felt like it had a split personality. Gore's acting was in an Academy Award movie,
0: and the rest of the cast felt like they were in a ma- mall cop. Huh. Well, I I disagree with that. I But, I mean, th- I mean and there were times when... They did make Gore feel more like he was in this movie. Yes, like when he's—it's like, ooh, how exciting! But it's still, it still—it was very well done, right? Because it's Christian Bale. What else do we expect? I—I I thought Natalie Portman was great in it. I, I think Hemsworth—you can tell he—he he fell in love with playing Thor again. Sure, you can tell he really ha- is having a ball doing it. I—Tessa Thompson is Valkyrie is great. Um, maybe a little too much Korg. And I like Korg. I'm I do too, Korg. but I, there was but too much Korg. There was, there was, and I'm not talking about the narration parts. That was perfect. Yeah, but other than that, I thought there was a little bit too much Korg. Uh, but what are you going to say? No to the director? <laughs> the director wants to put himself in it more. But that a little bit too much of that. But overall, I thought like amongst the laundry list of problems, I don't think performances were any of the issues. But you
1: know what like. I, I will say, John, is I think that they succeeded in making the movie they wanted to make. Mm. I do. I, you know, as opposed to a movie that they tried but failed. Right, I think they, this is the movie they tried to make. This is what
0: they were trying to this go for, were, yeah.
1: So I, I appreciate it on that level. All right, what's next? Uh, just playing. Steve says, I love the movie. My only issue was, even though it was funny, the first 30 or so minutes made Thor look like a bumbling, careless dolt. It was well executed, but out of character for him, I think.
0: See, I said this in, in part one. I never... The way Thor came across to me in this movie was never dumb. Think about this. In the movie... All he has to, first of all, he knows exactly how to project himself to the children when the children think, he knows exactly what to do. Once there, one glimpse of where he is, I know exactly where in the cosmos this is. I know everything about this place. I know all that kind of stuff. When he's standing before Zeus, he's passionately laying it well, laying out this passionate thing about like gods are dying worlds and realms are being left unprotected when did the gods like he's very forward in that whenever to me when some people say Thor comes across as dumb in this never once did Thor come across as dumb he always knows exactly what's going on yeah he comes across as aloof you're talking about a god who has lived for thousands of years has lost everybody he cares about almost and You Even at the beginning of this, almost even lost his taste for battle. It's almost become boring. He's become very aloof. And maybe too aloof. Granted. But dumb? Never once in this movie did he come across to me as he was stupid. Right, right. Right? Silly? Yes. Aloof? Yes. Doesn't know where the apples are? That never that never struck me that way. I don't know how did you feel. No, about No, I that?
1: agree. I agree. I mean, it, I think it's an overall tonal issue.
0: It's tonal. That's exactly right. You know, yes.
1: it, yeah. It's not that he was dumb. It was that the movie's goofy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it leaned way too a little too much into the silly. I agree. Yeah. All right. What's next?
1: Uh, Just playing. Steve says I love the movie. My only issue was even though it was funny. Oh, or uh, same one. thing. Yeah. A. Marcellus. Sorry, just plain Steve, but it was a good comment. A. Marcellus (laughs) says- Worth reading twice. Thor giving the power to the kids was hit and miss for me. Miss because it seems silly, but hit because it showed the extent of Thor's
0: true power. If you had told me, there's a scene in this movie where Thor is with like a hundred children and he just gives them his power and they fight the shadow monsters using- scraps they pick up, and some even using delightful little toys and dolls. I would have said, that sounds ridiculous. Right. But when they did it, and November Rain, the Bridge to November Rain is playing, and I'm watching it, and I see this little girl holding up this bunny, like with, with in Norwegian terms, in Viking terms, a blood-raged berserker emerging out of her, and holding her with rage and lightning bolts coming out of a bunny's eyes and cutting monsters in half. I Like I said, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you. I I got a kick out of it. Well, see, and
1: that's you asked about the shadow monsters too. In that scene, I thought they were fine. Right. You know, the the design of everything because of the kind of scene it was. Mm. So I bought into all of that. And once you get past, I mean, the idea of the scene was delightful. Once you get past the idea, like, come on, how did that happen? But once it... Like you just pointed out, yeah, I out. don't
0: like how the scene happened. Uh, yeah, but this but scene, I did like the scene. Yeah,
1: that's that. Yes, that's what I was trying to say, and I think that's what's imp- that's important. I agree. I think so, you're right. All right, what's next? Uh, Kevin King says Jane becoming Thor is a contradiction to the first movie.
0: Being able to lift the hammer does not make you Thor; it gives you his powers. Okay, but that's a semantic issue. Right. Like whether she calls herself Lady Jane or calls herself the mighty Thor, that's kind of irrelevant. The The, the hammer didn't make her Thor, but they just refer to her as a Thor because Mjolnir, she, she's wielding the weapon of Thor. It gave, Mjolnir bestowed upon her an outfit similar to Thor with his power. So they referred to her as a Thor. A Thor. Uh, and that's fine. Again, that's just a semantic thing. That and I'll buy really into matter. that. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. So I'm not really, I mean, you're not wrong. The the hammer gave her the powers of Thor, did not make her Thor. Nope. But that just became a semantic thing of how they referred to her after that. And you could see why they did too. So that's not an issue to me. All
1: right, what's next? I agree. Andy says, Thor conceded to gore, which only makes the old adage even more true. Batman always wins.
0: (laughs) But I mean, at that point, it's not that he conceded, it's that the battle was over. Right. He had gotten there. Right, he's now at the altar, there's nothing Gore can do, or that Thor can do to stop him. Nope. It's over. But the key is, and this is where you get some of the deeper themes, is that Thor had already won the battle because he had won Gore over. Mm -hmm. So much so that Gore was willing to entrust his own daughter to him. And in a last last example of how loving Thor can be, saying, you know what? Whatever. You do what you're going to do. You can choose, I choose to choose love and I'm going to go be with the woman I love. And in that, he lost the outward battle, but he won the inward battle. Mm -hmm. And I almost kind of wish they played into that a little bit more, but, and I didn't pick up on that the first time I saw it. It it took me to the second time to see it, but I I really did appreciate it at that level. Yep. But, but, but yes, Batman always wins.
1: Batman (laughs) always wins. All right. What's next? (laughs) Gus's Gas Station Movie Reviews fart. Him again. Says, took some edibles before going and laughed
0: my butt off. I had somebody else tell me the exact same thing. They took a couple edibles, they went, and they said they had the time of their life. Yeah, I, <laughs> I
1: think this movie was maybe designed for that. It may have been. Disney will never cop to that, but maybe. <laughs> All right, what's next? We can't condo- confirm we can't or deny. We can't confirm or deny. A. Marcella says, I love the Cronin's God and his voice. I laughed so hard. I feel like he would be such a chill god.
0: Maybe that's where Korg gets it from. Somebody in the first part of the spoiler discussion says, I think there's a bit of uh, symbology going on here that people miss. What's that? Well, it, it's not just a joke that he's sitting on scissors as a joke to Game of Thrones. He's made of rock. Rock beats scissors. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get that. the first, I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. That's <laughs> absolutely true. For sure. So now I got to go back and watch it again. And look, is there paper anywhere yeah, in this yeah, illustration? Yeah. I gotta no, go.
1: that's absolutely true. That was great. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, Kevin King says, Cap did not become Thor. He simply had his powers for a time. In Thor 3, Odin asks Thor, are you the god of hammers? The power is in
0: Thor, not the hammer. Granted, but Odin made it different. Odin's incantation said, whoever wields this hammer shall possess the power of Thor. Cap wielded the hammer. He got the power of Thor. Jane wielded the hammer. She got the power of Thor. Now, as a result, there was an extra incantation on Mjolnir there that wasn't there before. And that's the incantation Thor himself put on it saying, always look after her, protect her. Part of that, Mjolnir gives her the outfit, all that kind of stuff. So it's really not that again with all the other complaints i have about the film i don't think that's one of them
1: no me neither you know
0: all right what's next
1: uh abel leon says who would win zeus or odin my money's on odin my money's on odin yeah i don't think zeus is a lover not a fighter
0: yeah but again (laughs) i mean when you're in a omnipotent city and you have all the gods and they are like you're the man and and listen thor caught zeus off guard he was able to catch the lightning bolt, the thunder. Sorry, thunderbolt. Sorry, Zeus. The thunderbolt, and throw it back at him. Caught him off guard. So, I don't know. Maybe it would be a better fight than I would think initially. But I would. I hey, listen. I would watch that fight, Zeus uh, versus Odin. I, I, I would too. Oh, that would be deadly. <laughs> All right. What's next?
1: Uh, Wu Tang twenty nine oh five says, "What if Taika took over for the next Guardians? I think that would be an amazing match."
0: Yes. I don't know that I see Kevin Feige mixing and matching directors across different things. I, I listen. Let's put it this if they announce it tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, that's going to be interesting to see. I don't know that I would do it though.
1: No, and I think the Guardians, the humor, James Gunn's humor is different than Taika Waititi's humor. Yeah, and I I wouldn't want to cross the streams. All right, what's next? Uh, Kenneth Estrella says, I want to know what
0: horror movie made Thor jump. Oh, that's right. By the way, can I can I just say the Exorcist? The what was that? What it was? No. We, okay, know. but I love the fact that he reaches for the hammer too. That flashback scene, I, I thought was wonderful. Now, look, I love the first Thor movie, love it. Mm-hmm. The Thor Jane relationship has never worked for me. Not no, in I- Thor one, not in Thor two, never worked for me. This movie made that relationship work for me totally the flashback agree. scene is part of the reason i totally agree 100
1: and i i agree with you i thought they had no chemistry
0: and by the way did you notice when they're having dinner in the flashback and his phone rings he checks it that he has nick fury yes. spelt wrong yes <laughs> he has Nick yes. Fury? yes that was hilarious i, I laughed i at, just about died i laughed at that, that. or the the rollerblading and Mionir's pulling them along or they go to a costume party like just living regular there was some that montage flashback i i thought was great i really by the way like they it. couldn't have gotten away with that in Thor one no absolutely there's not. no way no. they could not have i no. mean so that's the one thing they couldn't accomplish in thor one make me care about thor and, Jane, and, and that's and another thing in this one
1: that's in Korg's mind He's maybe made that's another that, you know, yeah made maybe. That montage all right what's next Ismail montoya oh hey guys, I went back to watch it a second time and I
0: liked it more. I'm not sure if things were too quick for me the first time, but I like it now. We're, we're starting to see a theme, uh, yeah. right? A bunch of people writing and saying they saw it a second time and they liked it a little bit more. Now, to me, that's not a good thing. Like you, If you're a filmmaker and somebody has to go back a number of times to kind of catch what it is you're doing, that means you didn't do a good enough job making it so they could catch all that in the first round. Right. That being said... I concur. I, I actually enjoyed the movie a little bit more the second time, and uh, I, that seems to be a theme. That I again, I'd be really curious to find out if you have that same. Yeah, thing I, I, I with mean, well, I,
1: that's a thing. I, you know, again, I was unprepared, even though you even told me. I'm like, how silly can <laughs> so it? This be? This one's pretty silly. It's really silly. And, and, silly. I, and I, it, yes, and I was like, I was taken aback. I had to settle in, and it it annoyed me to be honest. <laughs> and so, I, if I go back again, like everyone else, maybe I'll be like, you know what? That's okay. I'm, I'm there. All right. What's next? Uh, Galvantris X. I love that name. Says, I think Zeus' lightning bolt gave him the power to power up the kids. He said that he knows everything about Zeus, so he probably
0: saw him do that to others, and he tried it on the kids. Here's the problem, Galvantris X. Just like I said, if, if you're a filmmaker and people need to see it a second time to get what you're doing, that was... When we as fans need to start making up scenarios in our head... To make something that happened in a movie seem logical or work, that's a problem. It's a problem. Um, again, why didn't Zeus give everybody those powers? Why didn't he take the bolt, and go back to Asgard, and give everybody those powers? Don't know. I, I really don't think that's something that everybody would just know about. I, I again I, I think it's just those things. Look, it's okay when you like a movie, like I like this movie. It's okay. To then say, but this is a part of that movie that I thought was really dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's a, that doesn't make me any less secure knowing that I still like the movie. But there are a couple of things in this movie, that being one of them, that I thought was very poorly executed. They should have done it different. Like, like I said, even if he had heard Odin's voice in his head and like the, the Odin force kicks in and something, like, just some other way than that. And I probably would have enjoyed the kid battle even more than I did if they didn't if I wasn't sitting there going, that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
1: totally well. agree. All right, what's next? Uh James Argenta says, Is Gore's
0: daughter now the entity love from the comics? I again listen, we as comic book fans, we always are looking for a way to draw the lines to what it is in the comics. And it's 90% of the time it's something different. Yes. They'll take influences. they'll take elements from so I think she is just who she is I was curious though why does she have superpowers at the end my my only theory that I have is that when Gore wished her back he wished her back with the ability to protect herself or I mean I don't know again that's me having to make up something in my own headcanon right but why do you think she all? is it because just a natural byproduct of being brought back by eternity? That's just a natural byproduct of that? Or How maybe you it was just, it?
1: I think it was, no, he brought her back to be better than she was, like the $6 million man, <laughs> which comes out on Blu-ray this week. Better, stronger, faster. you do know, you know
0: the honor the Giant was in the $6 million man? Yes,
1: Bigfoot. He was, and right uh, I can't wait to watch those. <laughs> I, I. But no, I think that's why. he. I, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, why wouldn't you? You're gonna br- bring somebody back. You've you've gone all the way to eternity. Maybe some of the things that you wished for in your mind or whatever was just to imbue your daughter with powers. It makes sense to me.
0: All right. And is that it? Yeah. And guys, that'll do it for part two and our final part of our Thor Love and Thunder. Open spoiler discussion. Thank you to everybody who joined us for part one and came back and joined us for part two. And to all you guys who sent in those questions, number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about and some pretty cool ideas too. And number two, you supported this channel as you did it and all of us involved with the channel. Thank you guys so much for your support. want to thank Robert Meyer Burnett for being here. Hey, Robert, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, John, you can find me on Instagram at rmburnett. Find me on Twitter at RM or find me on my website at postgeeksingularity.com.
0: Uh, Of course, big thanks to producer Jonathan Voico, who's been running the show back there. And guys, don't forget to come back and join us tomorrow for the John Campia Show. And we've got our open spoiler discussion, our after show, if you will, of Ms. Marvel, the finale of the season tomorrow. Make sure you guys join us for that tomorrow afternoon. All right, guys, that'll do it for us for now. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia. and until next time, my friends, bye-bye.